Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Tomorrow, after a very cold start, we'll make a run at near 50 degrees. Not bad for your Wednesday. Thursday, the start of winter, very similar, near 50 degrees as well. A touch cooler for Friday, low to mid-40s. I'm 70s meteorologist Brian Vandergraaff in the First Alert Weather Center. We've got 35 degrees in Laurel and at Farragut Square now, 37 in Springfield. This is WTOP News. Facts matter. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good morning, I'm John Aaron. And I'm Michelle Bash. Coming up... What the Wizards and Caps leaving D.C. could mean for the neighborhood around Capital One Arena. I'm Scott Gelman. The final vote for zoning over a popular hiking spot in Maryland comes tonight. I'm Luke Luker. The U.S. announces a new international mission in the Red Sea. Would you build a house purely to spite your neighbor? Well, it happened in Old Town. Let's explore. I'm Matt Koufax. 8 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. It's getting more dangerous by the day for ships carrying oil, cars, clothing, and other products to make their way through the Red Sea. Now the U.S. is overseeing formation of a new naval task force. Correspondent Cammie McCormick has the details. Even as this effort was announced, Yemen's Iranian-backed rebels said they would press on with their attacks in the Red Sea and could launch one every 12 hours. The group has stepped up its drone and missile attacks since Israel's war with Hamas began. The U.S. and its allies hope to provide protection for transiting ships, but many shipping companies are already ordering their ships to hold in place or change course. In Tel Aviv... Sirens blared, warning of incoming Hamas rockets from Gaza. At the same time, Israeli troops launched more deadly strikes in Gaza and raided the last working hospital in Gaza City. James Denislow is with Save the Children. A distribution, we shouldn't just think about border crossings. We shouldn't just think about trucks going in. We need to think about uh, the ceasefire that allows us to operate. We need to think about whether aid is getting to all parts of the Gaza Strip, particularly in the north. Migrants' rights groups began planning legal challenges as soon as Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed a bill into law allowing police to arrest anyone trying to cross the border without proper documentation. Adriana Pinon with the Texas ACLU says the new rules fuels racial profiling and harassment and gives state officials the unconstitutional ability to deport people without any due process. Google users could be in for some money. Parent Alphabet has agreed to pay $700 million to resolve claims by a group of states. The company operated its app store Google Play as an illegal monopoly and stifled competition. $630 million of that money will go to a fund to benefit consumers. Spectacular volcanic eruption in Iceland. A long ribbon of livid, vivid orange light snaking through the landscape, sending plumes of smoke into the night sky. For this tourist... It's like something from a movie. This local tour guide agrees, but fears for homes in the path of the lava flow. It's still amazing to see, but that's kind of a bittersweet feeling. No ash plume from this eruption. Aviation is not expected to be affected. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. Sad news about a Grammy-winning musician. A year after she announced she'd been diagnosed with the rare neurological disorder stiff person syndrome, her sister says Celine Dion has lost control over her muscles. The 55-year-old singer had said she'd hoped to return to stage one day. This is CBS News. 
Make the hiring process work for you. With Indeed's end-to-end hiring solution, you can attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credits. 803 on Tuesday, December 19th. 35 degrees, partly sunny, chilly today. Highs only in the mid-40s. Good morning, I'm Michelle Bash. And I'm John Aaron. The top local story we're following this hour, millions of dollars and thousands of jobs are on the line if the Capitals and Wizards leave D.C. Those are among the findings of a new analysis from the D.C. Policy Center. It does not have to define the future of D.C.'s downtown or the city. But Yeshem Saim with D.C. Policy Center says there's a lot at stake if the Capitals and Wizards leave for Virginia. That includes over 2,000 jobs and $76 million in yearly sales, according to a new analysis. The uh, presence of the arena really contributed to the number of new establishments that moved within half a mile or open within half a mile of the arena. If the teams leave, there are other ways for the city to focus on creating jobs and boosting the economy. The district downtown is home to a number of publicly owned assets that can be redeveloped in collaboration with the federal government. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. That is sound from D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser's holiday celebration that was interrupted by protesters calling for a ceasefire in the Middle East. Bowser attempted to refocus the event by singing over the chants. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. The event was held at the John Wilson Building in Northwest. Several local religious leaders spoke and paid homage to their holiday traditions. Maryland Democratic Senator Ben Cardin is reacting after news reports linked one of his former aides to a sex tape that was allegedly filmed in a Senate hearing room. Cardin said he was angry and disappointed by the incident. The Daily Caller published parts of the video Friday. Cardin says Capitol Police are also investigating. The staffer said to be involved no longer works in the senator's office. You may head there for a leisurely hike on the weekend. Now a local mountain and the surrounding private lands are at the center of a zoning fight, and a final vote could come tonight. The proposed plan in front of the Frederick County Council would further limit land usage for Sugarloaf Mountain and thousands of surrounding acres that are owned by private citizens. If passed, the Sugarloaf Rural Heritage Overlay District would further restrict logging and construction of any building over 10,000 square feet without special permission. Many landowners and the nonprofit that owns and runs Sugarloaf Mountain have spoken against the stricter measures, saying current zoning is enough and it could affect operations on the mountain. The Planning Commission in their report says these restrictions will help preserve natural habitat for Sugarloaf Mountain. Luke Luger, WTOP News. It's the season for school budget proposals, and Prince George's County's school superintendent has laid out a $2.8 billion plan. Among the big-ticket items, $88.2 million for additional staffing costs, $4.8 million for online learning, $24 million for school reform plans, and $7.3 million for safety and security updates. School Superintendent Millard House noted that there are increased needs among students. 60% qualify for free and reduced meals, and the number of English language learners in Prince George's County has also increased. At the same time... The federal funding for COVID relief is expiring, and in order to save money, House is proposing to cut central office expenses by $12.6 million. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Internet-connected toys are growing more popular, but there's also growing concern about how much information those toys are collecting. 
I just say to parents, keep your eye on AI. Donna Wirtelik, professor at Virginia Tech's Department of Marketing, says there are already AI-powered toys for sale that use chatbot technology, like an interactive learning robot that collects data about your child to help them study better. And she says more are coming. And they'll come in the forms of teddy bears. Wirtelik says parents should be vigilant about any internet-connected toys, anything with a Wi-Fi connection, a tracking chip, a microphone or camera. Make sure the company has a transparent privacy policy and that you can opt out of data collection. Shane Estulin, WTOP News. For more safety tips related to smart toys, go to WTOP.com. Coming up after traffic and weather, how returning to in-person work is having a positive effect on restaurants. It's 808. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Rita Kessler watching the commute for us. Rita? I certainly am. And let's start out with your delay on southbound 270. This is going to be out of Urbana, headed past 109, then from Father Hurley Boulevard in through Germantown, and again approaching and passing 28 in Rockville. Then you'll start to slow at the lane divide onto the southbound 270 spur. This slows its length, headed to the point where it merges with the outer loop of the Beltway. We also have delays on the outer loop top side of the Beltway from 95 toward Georgia Avenue. Inner loop top side slows from 355 headed toward Connecticut Avenue. Then the inner loop also slows passing Route 1 in College Park. It is the inner loop at Branch Avenue. The crash uh, along the right side of the roadway, but it also affects the left side of the ramp to Branch Avenue. So that's going to affect both the beltway and the ramp to Route 5. If you're on the inner loop of the beltway, uh, also delays from 210 headed toward 295 and the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. Then in Virginia, a delay out of Springfield headed past 236 in Annandale and out of Tyson's and off the toll road to a point just before uh, Georgetown Pike. In the district, Alabama Avenue near 7th Street Southeast is a report of a wreck. DC 295 slows off of 50 in the BW Parkway headed toward Pennsylvania Avenue while northbound I-295 taps the brakes near Laboratory Road then again near Malcolm X Avenue headed toward the 11th Street Bridge. On the southeast southwest freeway or northbound 395 delays remain uh, after the Pentagon crossing the 14th in the case headed toward the 3rd Street Tunnel but not all the way to the tunnel anymore. Looks like something had been in the left lane at the beginning of the tunnel there. That is cleared. So both of those lanes are open as you try to get into the 3rd Street Tunnel. Uh, eastbound 66 near the Manassas Rest Area. Everything finally cleared there. If you're on eastbound 66, the delays you'll find are going to be uh, headed past the Manassas Rest Area and again passing Route 50. Northbound 95 looking pretty good out of Stafford crossing the Yonkaquan. You are slow through Lorton and Newington. Between Lorton and the Fairfax County Parkway, the crash had been out of the roadway to the left. The George Washington Parkway at Morningside Lane was a report of a crash. And we also had one in Lorton, Telegram Road at the Fairfax County Parkway. Want to test an electric car? Plug into fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ionic, or the Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitzway. I'm Rita Kessler, WTOP Traffic. And here's 7 News First Alert meteorologist Brian Vandegraaff. It's going to be a cold Tuesday for sure. Dry conditions, though, after all that rain. We're looking at partly sunny skies. The winds will pick up midday, and with low to mid 40s and some gusty breezes out of the northwest. 15 to 25. We're talking about some wind chills in the 20s and 30s all day long. Now, overnight winds will calm, and with clear skies, we zip back into the 20s. Tomorrow, rebounding nicely after a cold start near 50 degrees. In fact, for Thursday, start of winter near 50 degrees as well. 
A touch cooler Friday briefly with a mix of sun and clouds. Temperatures in the 40s. I'm 70s meteorologist Brian Vandegraaff in the First Start Weather Center. 38 at Lanfon Plaza. We're at 35 in Waldorf and in Tysons. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. More people working in the office again instead of from home appears to be driving an increase in restaurant visits for breakfast. Consumer research company Circana finds visits to restaurants for breakfast are up 4% this year. Most visits are made on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays when people are most likely heading to offices. The study finds men age 45 to 54 are most likely to eat breakfast out. They also spend the most on those meals. A pretty sweet property management deal is now in place for a longtime area caterer. Mellon Auditorium, which was originally dedicated by President Franklin Roosevelt in 1935 and located on Constitution Avenue, will now be managed by longtime Bethesda-based Ridgewell Catering. The longtime Montgomery County Company has provided services for 15 presidential inaugurations, along with major sports events and cultural events throughout the DMV. That's WTOP's Steve Dresner. This report is sponsored by Capital One Hall and Tyson's. Capital One Hall is Tyson's ticket to Broadway, live music, comedy, and more. With holiday programming for the family, make Capital One Hall your entertainment destination. For tickets and info, visit CapitalOneHall.com. Still ahead, the interesting story behind Old Town Alexandria's most miniature mansion, 812. Are you interested in beginning or expanding on a career in the pipe fitting, pipe welding, or HVAC service industry? Are you interested in the opportunity to work full-time and learn both on the job and in the classroom? Are you interested in learning a trade that will allow you to earn six figures and have the best benefits in the industry? Are you interested in a career path that will set you up for life without experiencing any college debt? If you are interested in these things and you live in the D.C. area, the Steamfitters UA Local 602 Apprenticeship Program is the best choice for you. Our apprenticeship program sets you up for a great life with job security, great wages, medical, and the absolute best retirement benefits there is. Applications will be accepted online beginning November 1st and ending November 30th. So don't waste any time. Get all the information related to the process by visiting 602training.org. That's 602training.org. The following is a paid commercial message. This is Bishop Michael Burbage of the Catholic Diocese of Arlington. As we near that glorious morning, When we welcome the Christ child, the excitement builds and our time is consumed by ensuring all is in order for ourselves and our loved ones. But dear friends, what will truly warm our heart and draw us closer to our newborn king will be a gift of charity to our neighbors in need. Dinners, parties and gifts are good things, but they are not what is most important. This week, Commit to seeking out our brothers and sisters who are lonely and desolate and to provide for their well-being in this season of kindness. May we take the initiative and embrace opportunities to serve and accompany the poor and those suffering emotionally and physically, not just during this time, but every day of the year. 
Coming up, the Wizards wilt out west while Monday Night Football delivers a last-second score. Sports in 10 minutes on WTOP. Warm and Home Care has served our local Maryland and Virginia community for more than three decades. You probably already know Warm is the warm and caring family-owned company that provides in-home care to seniors. But you may not know all the services we provide to make your aging loved one more safe and comfortable in their own home, including personal care like help with bathing, grooming, toileting, and getting dressed, medication reminders, meal preparation, mobility assistance, fall prevention, light housekeeping, laundry, social support and companionship, hospice support, transportation to doctor's appointments, and even running errands. At Warm and Home Care, our care plans are custom designed so we can make sure your loved one gets assistance with their daily routine while remaining safe and happy in their own home. In fact, we've been providing happiness at home to families just like yours for over 30 years. Learn more at warmandhomecare.com. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. 815, I'm John Aaron. And I'm Michelle Bash. It is the most miniature mansion in historic Alexandria, and its backstory explores the creative, obscure side of a neighborly grudge. In today's edition of Matt About Town, WTOP's Matt Koufax visits the Spite House in historic Old Town. It takes Petty to a whole new level, in spite of its size. It's kind of cute. I mean, I can't imagine living in a house that tiny, but it's unique. It stands two meager levels high, dwarfed between two larger homes on Queen Street in Old Town with bright blue shining bricks and yellow window frames. At one time, it was considered the narrowest house in the United States. At just seven and a half feet wide and 14 feet deep, one could argue Old Town's spite house is barely livable at 325 square feet. I feel like I could, like, lay down, like, crossways. Yes, you would touch one side and and touch the other. City of Alexandria historian Dan Lee says a resident and brickmaker, John Hollinsbury, built this historic dwelling in the 1830s for one very specific purpose. Despite the people who were hitting his house with their wagons. You see, Hollinsbury's house was adjacent to an alleyway, an alleyway he also owned. And neighbors began using that alleyway as a cut-through, banging their carriages along the cobblestones in the side of his house as they passed. None of this really amused Mr. Hollinsbury, so he decided to build on the space to regain his peace and quiet. Would you go to the great lengths to build a seven and a half foot wide house just to get them to stop? Uh, I might just build a, a gate. The help that he was on the city council. Um, <laughs> and he built bricks. So um, he pretty much just said, I'm doing this and no one stopped him. No one stopped him. Dan says the Spite House is still a residence today, owned and maintained by a family from Montana. Its value? $682,000. <laughs> You don't think this could, something like this could be built nowadays, potentially? I do not. Real estate in Old Town is really expensive, and if you can <laughs> grab even, like, the smallest amount, go for it. In Old Town, Alexandria, Matt Koufax, WTOP News. There are actually three other tiny homes in Alexandria similar to the Spite House. To see these alley houses up close, check out Matt's video at WTOP.com. Search Matt About Town. Now a quick look at the top stories we're working on here at WTOP. The U.S. and other countries are banding together to try to tackle a problem that's been disrupting global shipping and threatening supply chains. Why D.C. police say they shot a man near Capital One Arena. And an update on singer Celine Dion after she was diagnosed with a serious medical problem a year ago. Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. It's 818. 
Traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks, Rita Kessler in the WTOP Traffic Center. The unusual delay that we're seeing on the Beltway is on the inner loop of the Beltway. After the Suitland Parkway headed toward Branch Avenue, the crash at Branch Avenue affecting the right side of the roadway and the left side of the ramp to Branch Avenue. So that's the reason for that backup. You'll also find just brief volume from 210 toward 295 and the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge. Outer loop delays from 202 headed toward Route 50 and then again on the top side from 95 around toward Georgia Avenue. Again, the southbound spur slows onto the outer loop of the Beltway. That delay takes you all the way past River Road. Inner loop top side delays from 270 headed toward Connecticut Avenue, then off of 95 around past Route 1 in College Park. The Baltimore-Washington Parkway southbound is solid before 198, headed to a point past 197 toward Powder Mill Road. Northbound also slows from Powder Mill Road, passing 197. Now, the earlier wreck we had southbound near Powder Mill Road uh, was reportedly cleared. Not sure if there's any tow trucks or anything on the scene with the way that southbound delay continues to grow. In the district, Alabama Avenue near 7th Street southeast, that had been a report of a wreck. We also had delays coming off of 50 in the BW Parkway, taking you to New York Avenue, which is Solid from South Dakota Avenue to Bladensburg Road or on to DC 295, which takes you all the way past East Capitol Street, inbound Suitland Parkway, heavy to the light at Stanton Road, and again to Firth Sterling, while northbound I-295 has a delay passing Laboratory Road and passing the Suitland Parkway. Northbound 395, heavy from Duke Street to King Street, and then from the Pentagon now, across the 14th Street Bridge and the Case Bridge onto the freeway, headed toward the 3rd Street Tunnel with nothing reported in the roadway. Uh, Telegraph Road at the Fairfax County Parkway, that crash is cleared, but we do have a report of a wreck in Alexandria affecting the George Washington Parkway at Morningside Lane. Watch for response. For over 35 years in the DMV, Greenberg and Betterman has helped tens of thousands of clients who've been hurt in auto accidents or victims of medical malpractice. Visit GBLawyers.com and feel better. I'm Rita Kessler, WTOP Traffic. 7 News First Alert Meteorologist Brian Vandegraaff. My daughter, my five-year-old yesterday, Brian, really wanted to ride her bike outside, and I kept saying, it's cold. Can we go inside? Aren't you cold? And she goes, no, I'm not cold. And then she goes, okay, well, my eyeballs are cold. I said, well, that means oh, you're boy. cold. <laughs> that counts. When your eyeballs get cold, that's, yeah. that's serious. That, exactly. They might use some of those little ski goggles or something. Yeah, it was a brisk day yesterday for sure, but we actually had temperatures in the 50s through a good chunk of the day. So even though it was windy, we had some at least a touch milder weather. Today, we're talking about only in the 40s. And with the winds, our wind chills will be in the 20s at times and 30s. So, I mean, it's going to be even colder, believe it or not, for the afternoon today. It's not going to warm up that much. And so we're just saying, I'd say layer up. That's probably the best idea as you make your way out and about for this afternoon. Despite all that sunshine breaking through, it is going to be a cold one. Now, overnight temperatures will swing back into the 20s. I think tomorrow morning will actually be colder because when you don't have the wind around, those temperatures can actually drop back even further. So a cold start to your day on Wednesday. But get this, a nice warming trend through the afternoon. Highs tomorrow could get into the uh, upper 40s, if not near 50 degrees. So not too shabby for a late fall day. Tomorrow is the last day of fall. And then for the start of winter on Thursday, a similar setup, cold morning, and then an afternoon high near about 50 degrees. So all in all, a pretty solid stretch here into the middle section of the week. A touch cooler for the day on Friday and Saturday, still mid and upper 40s, nothing crazy, partly sunny skies. Another warming trend commences as we head towards Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We're back in the 50s as we head towards the big holiday. Currently 35 degrees in Centerville at this hour. Meanwhile, 37 in Bowie. Stafford, though, the cool spot right now, 29 degrees. Thank you, Brian. And coming up on WTOP. She admits she voted twice. Now this elected official in D.C. has to pay a fine. I'm Nick Ainelli. 822. This is John from 2060 Digital, and our partners are asking what will be the most significant transfer digital marketing in 2024. 
With a growing number of tools and privacy policies, digital advertising is becoming more complex. It's critical to tie your marketing spend to business results. To prepare for the new year, review your website analytics, ads platforms, and internal systems to ensure they work together to provide a clear ROI. For more questions and tips, visit us at 2060digital.com slash DC. When it's time to buy new appliances, you want to pay less. And you probably think that means heading to a big box store. But for the best appliance deals, remember, Bray beats big. At Bray & Scarf, we start with instant savings that make us competitive every day. Then we break out of the box with exclusive package rebates on top of manufacturer rebates the big box stores simply don't have. And if you do find a lower price locally, we'll match it for up to 30 days after purchase. Don't fall for the big illusion that the big box stores save you more. The better appliance deals are at Bray & Scarf. Don't miss the year-end clearance event going on now at Bray & Scarf with great deals on great appliances, in-store and online. All in-stock KitchenAid dishwashers are on sale and save on Whirlpool washers and dryers. Come see for yourself that Bray beats big. Visit any of Bray & Scarf's convenient locations or shop online at BrayAndScarf.com where it doesn't cost more to get more. It's 2023. It feels like what used to happen in a week now happens in a day. In a world changing this fast, you've got to stay up to date. Check back with WTOP two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. 824. You, of course, cannot vote twice in the same election, but that is what an elected official in D.C. did, and now she has to pay a fine. It's a case of double voting. Vanessa Rubio, an advisory neighborhood commissioner representing parts of Northwest D.C. in Ward 4, voted twice in the 2020 general election. That's what an investigation from the D.C. Board of Elections has found. Sarah Graham is a spokeswoman for the board. Our Office of General Counsel became aware of evidence which included matching signatures showing that Rubio cast a ballot in both D.C. and Maryland's 2020 general election. As a result, Rubio is being hit with a $500 fine, which she has to pay by January 8th. Investigators say she did admit to voting twice, though she claimed she thought she was allowed to, because D.C. is not a state and Maryland is. Nick Einelli, WTOP News. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Yes, Dave. Well, the Wizards lose to Sacramento, 143-131. The Kings blow the game open with a 46-point third quarter. Jordan Poole tallies 28 points in defeat for the Wiz. NFL's Monday Night Football saw Philadelphia turn the ball over twice in a 20-17 loss at Seattle. Eagles have dropped three straight. Commanders are out of contention with three games remaining. That's the earliest they've been eliminated in Coach Ron Rivera's tenure. So what is the focus now? Well, I think it's about getting the opportunity to go out and play more than anything else. I mean, this really is about, you know, wanting to be out there, wanting to play this game. And, and again, you know, you also a- appeal to their, their side as professionals. You know, hey, as a professional, you, you, you play for what's out there for you. And, and for these guys, yes, it's the opportunity to go out and play and just go out there and, and want to play first and foremost. And uh, that is what we'll continue to emphasize. I wonder if he did, uh, got the team together and did like a raise of hands. <laughs> you know, who wants to play? Who wants to do trust falls? Yeah, everybody just kept their heads down and sulked. I Burgundy think. and Gold release long snapper Cameron Cheeseman after a rough season that included a pair of dribbled snaps against the Rams just a couple of days ago. Go behind the numbers in this week's Commander's Quarter on the sports page at WTOP.com. Men's College Basketball 
basketball. Purdue's the new number one. James Madison's 20th. Virginia's 22nd this week. Which Atlantic 10 school is on my ballot? I've posted it on X at DAV Presto. What Dave Preston, WTOP Sports.